0: Morning, evening, and audio world. My name is Josh Sosa, and please welcome to the Sports Optics Club. I want you to take a trip with me on a fun journey through sports, business, and media topics that I will explore and dispense for everyone on a weekly basis, and you can find it in your favorite podcast platforms. Most importantly, with the current environment we are all facing, I want to send the most hope in this f- in the sphere for all of us to get through this challenging period and come out of it stronger, safe and better than we ever had before. and I very much hope that to be the case. And in this temporary normal to give everyone a bit of a bit of escape after a long period of sports and business, mostly on, on pause, there are finally a few interesting related events and transactions that have taken place lately, and uh, I would just like to shine a light on them. Um, the most popular, uh, to, the most popular one to start would be um, the Michael Jordan, uh, the Last Stand docu series. Uh, we'll touch up on that, and also uh, touch on a couple of other points related to MJ and and the NBA as well. Um, another topic that we'll We'll um cover here today will be um the NFL draft and as well as the WNBA draft which um took place um in the last couple of weeks. Um and we will briefly um cover that on, on a couple of points there. And then also um we'll also cover on the MLB and hoping still hoping with fingers and and, and toes cro- crossed that we'll hopefully have some Major League Baseball this season um, and hopefully in the near future. Uh, Hopefully that will be the case. Um, But for starters, um, to get back to the top, um, as I mentioned, uh, the main topic um, uh, that has been the most popular and most fascinating has been the Michael Jordan, the GOAT, um, the last dance series, which has been uh, nothing but phenomenal and exceptional compared to anything that we had out there <laughs> with um, life sports. Um, currently on pause for most of our lives, maybe for, for everyone for the most part. Um, but uh, just been enjoying the whole series and um, uh, it, it definitely has ca- just captured the attention of everyone, not only in the sports world, but also the ratings and um, people that aren't even usually uh, uh, interested in sports on a regular basis. Uh, This has been the main thing, given that it's uh, one of the new things that we have going on on TV. But for me, um, uh, in many ways, I wanted to just kind of give my perspective on the, the last dance, just being, being a, a huge sports fan and um uh, following uh, not just MJ, but just sports in general for a long time. This has uh, has been just like helping to go through uh, just down memory lane in some ways, even though I uh, didn't uh, cover everything, didn't watch every single thing that took place during this time, I feel like in, in, in there's been three different generations. This has affected um, and it's being distributed to three different generations in in, a, in, in very different ways. So uh, for people that are kind of like older on the older generation of 40 plus club, as I would call, um, uh, I'm pretty sure that that audience is probably just remembering um, how, uh, yeah, they remember seeing MJ um, and maybe had just forgotten some of the things that took place around this time and not just looking through and and, and noticing wait. Yeah. I remember watching MJ and I know MJ was the biggest um, name in sports. And probably just one of the most famous people on the on planet Earth, uh, but there's like a few things that I probably forgot about for <laughs> uh, well, the people that are just on the on the that age range, and and I, I just like reliving this and, and almost like feeling like in real time, but reliving it with um, just more joy. Maybe this uh, this time around be another kind of have an idea of exactly what happened and just or just remembering everything that happened oh yeah yeah MJ was was the man was um, was everywhere and was known everywhere you went and and um, the phenomena of MJ was real it it wasn't <laughs> just a theory or a legacy or a legend it, it was it was real and then also on the next um, level uh, i guess next level from that would be like my generation in a way where um I was old enough to be experiencing a lot of these games, but I was just too young to remember everything but I do remember enough to know that m j was the best and at some point it got to it got to it got to a point where um I would be thinking, like, wait, I, I know that Jordan was the best, but it's been so long that I started questioning myself. In some ways, like, uh, wait, yeah, he was the best, but hold on, give me a minute. I gotta maybe have to rewatch all of this, and this has just come in perfectly where um, I remember the time when um, growing up in a, in a in a Hispanic country where baseball was the main sport that was covered. Um, and I I fell in love with baseball at an early age and just sports in general, but didn't know much about the other ones. And the first time that I just saw this guy just like gliding and flying in motion in the air, Um, and I was like, oh, who's that? And I got to learn more about that too. (laughs) I I know about baseball, but now I got to know about that too as well. And I just started falling in love with the game um, and started learning more and more about it every day. And um, at some point uh, as I grew up, I, uh, you know, following the current sport, I just like was wondering if I re- what I remember about MJ was exactly as it was. I remember him being this dominant um, force of nature and just very driven and just, you could just see the love of the game on on the way he played on the court and just on his sweat and the way that he approached the game. And it got to a point that I was kind of like questioning that and some of the things that were happening during that time about how great Pippen was and how great Ryman was and how great that Bulls team was. And I was like, man, they could play in any era because their players are just so versatile, Um and at one point, I started questioning that myself. Like uh, maybe I have to watch it again to confirm that. But uh, it just helped to reaffirm that all of the, all of those things that I remember about MJ, without a doubt, being the GOAT ever. Like I never seen anyone play the game that passionately. Um, was it was true in um, all these times that I've been saying that he is still the best ever, and I've never seen anyone like him. Um, it just helped to reaffirm that, and obviously there's other things that are going to keep coming up on the Doctor series. but during that time is when I really fell in love with sports and started following sports as closely as I do today um, to the point that uh, sometimes I just got to, like, control it. <laughs> um, uh, but I felt like I do a good job. Uh, of that. I hope you're doing the same too, Uh, but good luck with that. Um, But yeah, uh, that's one of the the things that it kind of like it's illustrating for me and helping me realize. And then for the next generation that Gen Gen Z generation that's been wearing Jordan since they were like two years old and were born in the 90s, late 90s, early 2000, you know, wondering why have I been wearing these sneakers? Like I see the seen three highlights on this guy for the last 20 years uh, why am I wearing these these sneakers? well that's the reason why um yeah it's it's, it's kind of educational not only for that gen Z generation but it's also ge- educational for um some of the people that weren't following us closely or didn't um have for, forgotten some things so like for instance like I remember for the most part Jordan being Obviously, the guy that was winning all the games and everything—that's all they've been showing for the last decade. But I, even though I knew about all the struggle he went through with the Pistons, and the Celtics, and and all these other teams, I had kind of forgotten that a little bit. Um, and this docuseries series is educating my generation and probably the previous before that, just like remembering that in some ways. And then educating the Gen Z generation in terms of they never seen Jordan and everything that went everything that he went through. Um and it's just um uh, it's just been amazing. Uh, it's it's just like reliving all this great um great stories and great games and just the way that he felt about the sport and, and the game. And it just like um had a whole new generation of falling in love with sports, and I'm definitely included in that generation. But uh, just the whole story about that has been amazing. And then along with that, uh, I love the light that this is shining on players like Scottie Pippen, who to this day will be in my top five if I was to pick a top five today. If I'm picking a starting team, like Pippen will be in my starting five. Um even if I have the same kind of players, where well, he would be in that team. Um, and it's reassuring that because at one point I started thinking all these negative things people just remember about Pippen, but um, uh, yeah, I mean, there's some things I probably could have done differently, but uh, that's just life itself. And then Rahman as well, I, I was wondering if, wait, was this guy more about the the limelight and and dating celebrities and and the hair with the colors, uh, different color every every week. But I remember him being one of the greatest rebounders and probably one of the best defenders I ever I ever seen. And I at one point started kinda of like questioning myself. Hold on. That's what I remember. Was that really uh, that's that's what it is, right? This guy's a Hall of Famer and uh and this is just helping to remember, just to refresh, you know, you know something that we could have done by going into uh, social media or just uh, uh, going into YouTube or or anything like that, or NBA archives to look at these things. But this is just amazing, just reliving a lot of these things and reaffirming some of the thoughts that I've always heard, that i I've always had and I've always, like, discussed with all the sports fans and uh I, I felt like I was always right about that, and now it's like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it was. But it also, it also, it, I hope, I also hope this, um, Daki series is going to illustrate the greatness of some of the other players that were more like role players on the team, but were also great players like Ron, Ron Harper, and Tony Kukos. Like Ron Harper was one of the best leapers and one of the best players in the game before he got injured and then he just became a role player in the Bulls and the Lakers. But he was amazing. Um, and he used to be competing with any of these players, not on the Jordan level and Magic and Larry Bird, but um, he was on that. He, he was up there too before he got injured. And then he came on that team and just play his role perfectly. And Tony Kukos, who was, um, came from overseas and Michael and, um, and Pippen just get just torch him up in the in, in the Dream Team series, um, and it was just great. I hope that the Darker Series is going to illustrate that as well, because I feel like that was very important for everyone to remember what's going on. Because now I'm starting to remember all the things that I used to follow on a regular basis. Then, and then also the obviously the Dream Team, the Dream Team like definitely that has to be covered in this in this team in this Darker Series. Um along with Jordan going into baseball, I'm interested in seeing that that's going to be a little bit educational for me, even though I think I know a lot of the stuff with uh, Terry Fancona being his coach in, in the minor leagues and all of that and how he almost started becoming good enough to be in the majors. But um, I hope the dream team is definitely something that they have to cover because I feel like that illustrates also um, along with the case that's going on with Jerry Krause, um, how the business side of sports started taking over in a way, where one Jordan, one Jordan, has become this phenomenon that is so big that he eventually becomes the richest athlete probably on planet Earth, with all the deals and um, you know the partnership with Nike, which the Jordan Brown has become his own brand within nike now and making over 130 million dollars a year just from nike alone um and then um also how it expanded the game and how there's so many players from overseas now that that's the reason why they play ball but also the business side in terms of how the game has becoming so big was becoming so big at that point that the real business, like regular business, like corporate business started getting involved. And that was the issue with Jerry Krause and um, and, and the owner. And, and, and I feel like Jerry Krause is being painted as a villain, but in reality, the guy, he orchestrated most of that team. But at the same time, I feel like he may have taken a couple of rings away from Jordan, which um, is something that a lot of people i gonna hold up against him, and maybe some people like myself as well. <laughs> but rest in peace for him. I mean, um, he put the team together—that's something that can't be taken away from him. But um, I think that's another side of of this that is illustrated in the darker series, and along with the phenomenon of how everybody wanted to be like Mike um, Gatorade went along with with, with that. With that. Um, with that logo and that tag, and I'm pretty sure it's uh it's gonna be coming back. Uh, I, um, one of the things that Gator is gonna be doing, um, Gator is gonna be relaunching. Though I want to be like Mike, um, campaign that they had in the in the 90s, and they're just gonna rebrand it with some of the newer um athletes that we have in the league, like Zion Williamson and um and Jason Tatum, and also they're gonna be showing some females in there as well, just to show the evolution of not just the game, but just the um, society itself, where they're going to be showing Elena Deladon on on the ad as well, who was a beast, the reigning WNBA champion. Um, And she's going to be illustrated on that as well. And I just think, like, um, the media side of it is going to be taking, uh, taking advantage of this with – since a lot of the pause in sports um, actually affected a lot of the media side as well. uh, This is actually going to... Something that uh, media companies um, and some of these um, brands can take advantage of and kind of like push some of those dollars again into uh, the media side of of the sport. Um, So those are some of the things that i really been looking forward to. I really hope that all these other players are going to be illustrated as well. And I also hope that um, this is going to keep illustrating how great Jordan was in his time and and how he overcame and cared more about the game itself than all the other things outside of the game. With some players, not to criticize the game today, I really love the game today and love how how fast and and, and, and big and, and, and athletic the, the athletes of today are. Uh, but sometimes I just feel like they focus a little bit more on the social media and their followers more than the game it, the, itself. Whereas that passion and that drive that I remember seeing from Jordan, I still haven't seen that again like I saw it before. But nothing, nothing against the game. I, I really – Love everything that's going on today, but definitely it remin- makes me reminisce about how this is a reason why I remember falling in love with with sports and the passion that there was back then, and how dominant MJ was, and how he stopped so many great players from getting rings, and such as a like Barkley and 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 Ewing, um, uh, and all these other players, and, Gar- and Gary Payne. Um, not Gary said he got one in Miami afterwards. Um, but some of these, just these other franchises in, in Stockton and Malone, um, and then also you know some of the teams that he kind of like ended the era, like, like the Celtics and um and, and the Pistons and the Lakers, even though they were on the tail end of the history, but he um kind of like put a stamp on that. And I hate to say but the the Bulls team with along with Pippen and the, all the players, but Obviously, Jordan being the main focal point of that, um, in in him just becoming this global phenomenon that kind of like started um, the coming of um, of of what a mega athlete really is in terms of signing deals with all these big brands, in uh, which is kind of like set, up the, set up the blueprint for what a lot of the athletes do today. And we're going to be talking more about some of those things as we move along on some of the other podcasts. But one of the other topics that I also wanted to touch on was the, um, the couple of drafts that happened um, in the last couple of weeks with starting with the WNBA, actually, which pretty much set up a, a, a blueprint tool as well for, for the NFL, and uh, I give a lot of props to the WNBA with being the first actual league, pro league, to um, have a draft um, during this period of um, uh, everyone practicing physical distancing. And I just feel like they did a phenomenal job, and it just set the stage for the NFL in terms of what they needed to do to make that. Um, uh, a great show and uh, I'm looking forward to going into uh, next season and and watching um uh, watching some WNBA game with uh watching the number one picks of Rena UNESCO um, and see how dominant she probably will be and how she might try to take over um, players like Alana Dalla and um and Parker and um and in taking over the the torch from like the Tarazis and and all of those players, but um, also uh, in terms of the draft itself, I just feel like it it really helped um, set up the stage, which hasn't been mentioned. I feel like in some ways um of how well the NFL draft actually performed in terms of its media, where um, the NFL draft did so well that it it actually had an audience of more than 55 million viewers during the three days of the NFL draft. I mean, that is just amazing to to make that happen on such a short notice um, in, in the turnaround that they had to do to make this a virtual um, draft, just like the WNBA did. And it's just amazing uh, what was done. And I feel like a lot of it, some of it, has to be credited to what the WNBA did, and uh, I feel like I'm. I can't wait to look forward um, to that as well. But another point that I also wanted to point out about the NFL is that um, even though the new um, TV deals are coming up, they also are being very smart in um, taking some real estate in the digital platforms as well in the streaming service. Um, platforms such as Amazon, where they have just signed a, a new deal for Amazon streaming services to take on the Thursday night football games, um, uh, kind of like closing on a deal that is expected to be over the sixty-five million dollars that they used to pay for per year um, from the last contract that they had, starting in twenty in twenty seventeen. And I just feel like that is fascinating because um, that is something that the other leagues should be looking into as well. And the NFL is on the forefront of that, obviously, given that they are the most watched league in terms of overall audience in the whole country. And and that is just really interesting. I mean, um, uh, not to mention that the, the broadcasting deals, even though those are larger sums of money, Um, in in terms of billions of dollars from the different partners that they have, um, such as ABC and ESPN um, and the NFL Network and Fox and CBS. Um, Just the billions of dollars that those new deals will have to be um, on the new agreement. Um, Fascinating to look, um, to see how is that going to turn out given that just on the digital platform itself from Amazon, uh, they got. They're gonna be getting over sixty-five million dollars um, paid annually from from Amazon, and it's also a good luck from from Amazon who has been trying to get into the sports space and the digital space um, in terms of the the digital in, uh, digital media industry. This could be like a, a, a very forward step for um, for both sides here. And then lastly, but not least, for the um, NFL draft, um, and, no, in terms of the NFL, excuse me, pardon me, um, it's just in case anyone missed this, um, I just want to remind people that Brady and Gronk are going to be playing together in Tampa Bay. I mean, I, I'm just looking forward to that. I truly am looking forward to that, and I can't wait for that to take place. And I hope that it will be relevant I mean, I've been a Brady fan for a long time. So by that being a de facto Patriots fan in a way, um, a Patriots follower in a a way, but really more of a Brady fan and and a Gronk fan uh, during the time with the Patriots. And I just cannot wait to see them playing um, down in Tampa Bay. And please stop talking about Brady um, retiring and whatever. When he retired, just in him retirement, um, and in grunk, whether he could play or not, let's just watch this. So let's just have fun with it. Although all the people are always just like thinking about them retiring or being out of the game, they can still play. Let, they just, let, let them just be and let's just enjoy it. Enjoy the ride. I'm looking forward to that for real. And then uh, a couple of Quick things I just want to touch upon is, like I mentioned before, the WNBA, um, I'm looking forward to that. And next year, Brooklyn is definitely going to be the main place um, of focus in terms of basketball because with the number one pick of the WNBA, Sabrina Unesco, coming to Brooklyn. For those of you that didn't know, the New York Liberty are going to be playing at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And, of course, we got Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving coming back next year stronger than ever. Uh, Brooklyn is definitely going to be the place to be, and luckily I'll be attending a lot of those games live and direct, and I can't wait to keep bringing all that information to all of you folks and give you some inside information of what everything that's going on there. And that should be a good time, and I just just wanted to give you a heads up on the fact that that's coming. In case you didn't think about that, just keep an eye on that. And, and Brooklyn is going to be the place to be. The Barclays Center is going to be the place to be in terms of basketball in the next coming year. And i um, not going to touch more too much on the NBA itself since we don't know exactly what's going on, but hopefully the Disney plan, the Disney compound plan will happen. And that will be – um, the place where we have some NBA and that will take place soon because we, we need to see some basketball in the near future and hopefully there will be a champion this year. But I'm going to leave it at that in terms of that. I just wanted to touch up on our Barclay, New York City, Brooklyn, Barclay is going to be the place to be next year. And just remember that I mentioned that to you guys. And then lastly but not least here, I just wanted to cover on the MOB, which is – also trying to make its come back soon. Um, uh, hopefully the plans are that the recent proposal, most recent proposal is that there's a realistic chance that there will be three divisions where the, the sport um, the baseball the baseball teams are going to be playing mainly in Florida, Texas, and Arizona and there will be three divisions in which, Um, all the MOB teams will be divided into those three divisions. Um, this is really interesting. Not too much detail into how is that going to turn out. Um, it's just going to be a balance of teams on each one of those divisions. And hopefully we just have some baseball back, man, because baseball was my, the first, um, first sport that I ever fell in love with. And, um, I every spring I just can't look forward enough to just watching the green grass and the baseball players coming back and just hearing the knock of the of the ball of the baseball and it just reminds me of um takes me back to my childhood and all those great memories and just how baseball is, you know, in reality America's past time, man. And I'm um, looking forward to that. Hope that this new plan is really gonna take place. And even though playing with no fans might cost a lot of teams over like $5 billion in revenue, um, just getting some revenue from other places in terms of like media partners and other creative ways that um, the teams can play out is something for everyone to look forward. Um, And I I can't wait for us to have some baseball in the near future. Um, But with that said, I mean, I just wanted to, um, thank you for getting through the first podcast, um, uh, the first official episode of the Jazz Sosa Sports Optics Club podcast, um, and I'm going to be bringing you a lot more information, a lot of information in terms of media, in terms of business, in terms of the sport, my opinions on, um, and my my point of view and my optics on. Um, what, I, what I think of, of the world of sports business and media I hope you enjoy this right here and um, uh, I hope everyone is staying safe um, and just want to pray, spread nothing but love out there to everyone and for all of us to make it out of this um, current environment more powerful than we ever been with that said Dímelo ya